0: If you make your way to the last underground chamber, all your questions will be answered.
1: What? What? Well, say, t- tell me what that was.
0: What does that mean, Dale?
1: What do you mean, Dale? We won't know. Dale.
0: Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm her little brother, William.
0: And this week, we are talking about Staten Island and the weirdness that has happened over there.
1: Staten Island has a reputation. It does. It has several reputations, mm-hmm. I, I think, really. I think so, too. Uh, but we love to look at a particular location. We like to dig into folklore, hauntings, alien stuff from a particular place. Yep. Uh, Staten Island, for us, is like literally a 20, 30-minute drive.
0: Yeah, it conceptually, to us... Uh, sounds like it'd be further away because it's like a different state or whatever, but it's weirdly close.
1: Yeah. One of the five boroughs of New York City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a dream that we would hop in the car and go visit a few spots. Yeah. That dream uh, turned to a nightmare. <laughs>
0: That's right. Uh,
1: when uh, we, just when we just didn't do it. When we just <laughs> didn't do it. Gosh, the horror. The horror. The horror. Now, Will, before
0: we get into the show proper, I want to talk about, to me, the most famous thing about Staten Island. Oh, okay. Very quickly. Angela, Angelina Pivarnik.
1: Okay. Do you uh, know about No, him? is this going to be. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> so, Angelina Pivarnik arrived at the Jersey Shore house in the very first episode with her stuff in trash bags rather than luggage or something, right. which she was roundly mocked for.
1: Pause, pause. Mm hmm. All right. Thing going through my head one. Yeah. I expected a real housewife. Instead, we're getting a cast member from Jersey Shore. Right. Okay. What was this about trash bags?
0: Okay. So she came into the house and she didn't have her stuff in like a backpack, luggage, whatever. She had her clothes and everything in trash bags. Now, Jersey Shore is supposed to be that everybody's from New Jersey. So it seemed like a little bit of a cheat that she was from Staten Island and people gave her shit about it. However, Vinny, beloved cast member, is also from Staten Island and he was able to skate.
1: I, um, I've never seen a single episode of that show. Really? Not not one. Hmm. I refuse. Okay. And I don't think I ever will.
0: Hmm. I'll
1: make you. I'll trick you into watching an episode. I'll make you understand. I'll
0: make you understand.
1: I do think that if you had any ability to defeat me in any kind of game mm-hmm. you could put that on the table Yeah, i guess it'll never happen to force no me to what's going to be Jersey, on the table sure. if
0: i ever beat you in a goddamn game ever again is sister wives yeah. i said so what will is referring to is that we did and we've done this a couple times but the most recent time was that we did a uh fundraiser drive for ourselves essentially called the demon drive which um was honestly a really fun hangout live stream party but was also to show people some of the um videos and podcasts that we have on our demon tier on patreon.com slash gttupod Now, one of the things we did during the demon drive was have a little competition. And the way that it worked was that the winner will be able to choose an episode topic for the loser to do. And, you know, likely something that they wouldn't want to do, but they're forced to because these are the rules of the game. Um, I lost horribly.
1: I crushed Kristen beneath my boot heel.
0: Oh, he really did. But before we even started, we kind of put out what the other one would have to do were they to lose. And I said I would make Will watch Sister Wives. And the chat was electric. Mm-hmm. They loved the idea. And then I let everybody down by losing.
1: You put your faith in the wrong champion <laughs> audience.
0: You definitely <laughs> did.
1: I find your lack of faith in me disturbing.
0: <laughs> but uh, but the time after that, then yes, we would do Jersey Shore. Now let me just finish up All to right. give context. This is, who I, this is what I think of when I think about Staten Island. So she's, again, roundly mocked for coming in with trash bags instead of luggage. She leaves in episode three after being fired from the Shore store for showing up to to work very late with a pretend cough. Then she returned here and there over the years, notably for our purposes, when her wedding at the East Brunswick Chateau was filmed and her her bridesmaids, Wow, Snooki, and Dina, the latter two colloquial colloquially known as the meatballs roasted her in a speech, which put particular influence on stereotypes of her home of Staten Island, drawing booze from the crowd and causing a rift between the friends. They've since made up and can be seen currently together on Jersey shore family vacation.
1: I'm glad they're doing better now. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, so that's what you think Staten of with Island. Staten Island yep. is this person from Jersey shore. Yes. Angel- well. Angelina. I, I uh, think of Staten Island infrequently. Mm. yeah um, i mean
0: i don't think of it
1: yeah i, I don't uh you know uh, if you're not going there yeah. i mean i
0: don't think of 49 states frequently we live in new jersey that's
1: true but this this topic came recommended by uh listener lauren mm-hmm. on instagram who recommended a few particular locations and topics to me which i've done uh, some research into beautiful and who has had some experiences of their own
0: Yeah, Uh, awesome.
1: At these places. So shout out to Lauren. Yeah,
0: Lauren, thank you.
1: Great suggestion and thank you because Mm -hmm. I did find some very, very interesting stuff here. Great. Um, what would you like to do? I mostly have a couple of hauntings and the the boogeyman of Staten Island. I
0: think start there. Cropsy. I started with the boogie lady. You start with the boogeyman.
1: (laughs) The boogie lady. All right, then yeah, we're gonna we're gonna launch right in, mm-hmm. and this is gonna be the first half. Yep, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that's I, fine. I just I just know it will be. That is totally fine. I crop. What do you know about Cropsey? This is because it's a tricky topic to cover, and mm-hmm. I'll explain why and I'll lay it out pretty clearly. But just to to lay it out immediately, what do you know about Cropsey?
0: So there is a documentary called Cropsey that was on netflix early on uh-huh. and i you know i watched it. it said it was about an urban legend or something and if i rem- and i really liked it i've seen Cropsey a couple of times the documentary if i remember correctly Cropsey was essentially a staten island boogeyman like you said who would like steal children away in the woods mm-hmm. and or at an abandoned uh hospital in yeah. staten island mm-hmm. and that's really all i remember i vaguely remember who they kind of arrested and all that stuff. Um, it was a man with mental disabilities that okay. they arrested. And that's it.
1: So in your, to, to be clear, you're saying the story as you know it is, kids went missing and it was blamed. on It, it created this urban legend of someone named Cropsey and mm-hmm. then they caught the guy. Yes. Sorry. They caught Cropsy. Mm-hmm. That's basically what you're saying?
0: I guess so. But I don't think they did catch Cropsy.
1: Um, yeah it's it's a very weird story right this is an urban legend in the the true sort of like urban legend sense mm-hmm. we've done we've done many episodes now where we're we're trying to cover at some point every urban legend that ever exists i expect that cropsy is probably an entry
0: yeah i would think
1: so we're gonna we're gonna the the point that i'm trying to get to is that this documentary you're referring to from 2009, mm-hmm. which I uh, rewatched myself for the show. Okay. Um, in a very strange place. Where? <laughs> um, so I've been uh, I've been busy. I've been I've been I-, I had to. All right. I've been doing. I've been working a lot at um, Panera. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I'll just like wake up, take Zoe to school, mm-hmm. and then. Go sit in Panera sometimes literally for like eight hours. Yeah. W- barely moving. Mm-hmm. Um uh And so I was like, oh, I got to watch Cropsey. Right. Well, I went to the East Brunswick Mall.
0: <laughs> okay, great.
1: And that's important because the Panera is inside the mall. Yeah. One entire wall of that Panera is just windows. Uh-huh. Those windows look into the like hallways of the mall right. where you walk going from shop to shop. Right. I was sitting with my back to the glass wall. Of so win- somebody could look through windows. that
0: somebody, and see what's on your screen.
1: Exactly. Somebody could look through the window to see what I'm doing. Yeah. But because it's just a hallway, everyone's just walking past. Right. So I'm watching a documentary about a child killer. Yeah. And then And it's
0: a pretty upsetting documentary. There's is, some very disturbing footage in it.
1: There's some disturbing footage. It's very grim, yeah. obviously. Uh it's very bleak. Yes. Um but it's just a hallway behind me, no big deal. <laughs> Until um this delightful group of about 12 older ladies uh-huh. congregate right opposite the window from me, yeah, and start unfolding tables and chairs. To have lunch together where they can knit, it oh, was like a that's cool. It was like a, a Thanksgiving feast. That's nice. They were all sitting there, and so then I had to shimmy my iPad. Yeah. To hide. Because now they're camped out. Right. Where they could just turn their head and see a nightmare. Totally. And so it occurred to me that I was increasingly looking sketchier and sketchier (laughs) as I'm like slumping and crouching and hiding my screen. Was there no other
0: like corner you go to or whatever where that's just a wall behind you?
1: I'd have to like pack my stuff and... (laughs) <laughs> Take a handful of steps over there. Who wants achieve, that to achieve that? Yeah. <laughs> but so I did. It's just like the image of like if you're ever like, "Ew, what's that person doing?" Right. Well, he's watching a, a documentary about child murder <laughs> in public. It's, like, it's so strange.
0: I feel like that comes up on how this get made oh, a lot because they watch movies on planes a yeah. lot. So it'll yeah. be something completely wacko, and they're like, "I'm trying to shield." other people from seeing what i'm watching Uh,
1: yeah i i I easily could have looked a little nuts (laughs) that's really funny but so this documentary which i think put cropsy on the map yeah in modern pop culture speak Mm -hmm. starts by saying like i grew up on staten island and i heard the story of cropsy and i thought it was just a legend until the legend came true and from there it essentially gets mushy and it becomes this expose about a guy who is said to have abducted and killed kids uh, in Staten Island. His name was Andre Rand. Mm -hmm. And it's a fascinating story. I recommend the documentary. Yeah. But it does something strange, um, which is Cropsey suddenly is, uh, to most people it seems, not just an urban legend. Right. But a a literal person.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cropsey
1: is Andre Rand, this man who's in jail, will be for the rest of his life. Right. He is Cropsey now to most people. Yeah. But the real story is far more aligned with every urban legend that we've talked about Mm -hmm. to this point of like the babysitter and the man upstairs. There are theories of like maybe there was a real case that Was sort of the wellspring for that story, but no one knows. Yeah, you can't tell. It could literally just be stories that people told each other. Right. That that gathered moss and changed over the course of a million tellings. Mm -hmm. That's what Cropsy is. Cropsy is a rumor without an origin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here's here's the the real Cropsy stuff. Um, In some stories, some of this is from the how the documentary set Cropsy up. Yeah uh he's the the staten island boogeyman in some stories he's in the woods waiting to for anybody who happens to you know wander into his path where he's got a hook for a hand oh very, I remember that very candy man yeah right or he's said to have been a doctor with a huge knife
0: mm. oh no a huge knife. a
1: huge knife not just a regular knife <laughs> or he wielded an axe Or he lived in the basement of an abandoned tuberculosis hospital in the center of Staten Island. We're getting closer and closer. Yeah. To the Cropsy crime stuff. Uh, Or his wife left him uh, and he went nuts. Or he always wanted kids, so he started to take them.
0: Yeah. Always a million origin stories. A million origin
1: stories, which is the stuff that I truly love. Yeah, totally. Once it becomes the story of Andre Rand, who was committing crimes that echoed the Cropsey story mm-hmm. once it becomes the the true crime documentary about his crimes it's fascinating yeah but it weirdly uh takes what is usually urban legends are innocent stories right innocent little cautionary tales that you can have fun getting spooked by
0: yeah yeah
1: and not that I you know you can't gatekeep Cropsy, <laughs> but I can see that like what had been a story is now like, Ooh, it's like a seedy, Yeah. A seedy makes you want to take a shower. Disgusting crime tale.
0: Right. It's morphing into a real life thing,
1: which is so odd. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah. So don't go into the woods. Don't go by the lake. Don't do this. Don't do that. Cropsy is there and he's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I have some thoughts about the name Cropsy. Okay. In the documentary, a doctor Bill Ellis, who's a professor of folklore from Penn State, uh, just says Cropsy for some reason became the generic term for a maniac in Boy, Boy Scout camps up and down the Hudson River region of New York State. Hmm. So it would have made perfect sense for the story of a maniac who was hiding out in the woods who had abducted and killed little children to be called Cropsy. Uh huh. What he's saying is. People have been saying, people have been saying cropsy for a scary man in the woods for a long time.
0: Yeah, it's not like a person.
1: Yes. Why? Yeah. As I was watching cropsy and I was like talking to Allie about it a little bit, I tried to text her that I was watching cropsy and autocorrect flagged the word because cropsy is not a word. Uh huh. And it suggested, oh, you're trying to write corpse.
0: Oh. It was the
1: only time. That I hmm. noticed, and I haven't heard any other people reference this, and I don't know that it doesn't necessarily mean that it holds water. Yeah, but, but interesting. Cropsy is very similar to corpse. Corpsey, corpse. corpse. yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, his name is Corpsey. <laughs> Look out for Corpsey. Yeah. He... Maybe that's how you can uh, like rebrand <laughs> the Cropsy yeah, legend yeah. to make it less <laughs> seedy and right disturbing. <laughs> Be like, yeah, Andre Rand is Cropsey. I'm talking about Corpsey.
0: Yeah. (laughs) He's my original character. He's
1: my boogeyman. A boogeyman for me. That's right. My friends. Finally. Corpsey. A
0: boogeyman for me.
1: (laughs) It's the commercial. Corpsey. Yeah. (laughs) Ask your doctor about (laughs) Corpsey. Um but so I do think that there is something to me, like even just lyrically, like why of all things yeah. is this word the one picked for the boogeyman? Is it yeah, just a yeah. made up word? I even dance yeah, with the idea of accents where it's like, yeah, there's a corpse found out there. A corpse, a corpse, <laughs> a corpse, a corpse-y. <laughs> <laughs> Like it just sort of morphs from corpse to crops. Some weird
0: Twin Peaks Red Room stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know. But I found something even stranger than that. All right. There's a place that would later become Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the 1600s. Okay. Called New Utrecht. Mm, beautiful New- name. <laughs> New Utrecht was a Dutch settlement in the New York area. Again, later on, it literally is called Brooklyn. Yeah. This is early Brooklyn days. Um, and there were some early families that settled in this region. Mm-hmm. The Bensons... Uh, the the DeSills, the Van Pelt, the Nostrands, and the Cropsey family. Hmm. Cropsey Avenue in Brooklyn is a street, uh-huh. so there are signs in Brooklyn that will say Cropsy, which that in and of itself could literally be kids being like, what's Cropsey? What is, that's not a word. Uh-huh. What is that? And then just being like, ooh, it sounds kind of gross and weird, because it does yeah. sound similar-ish to some sort of corpsey. <laughs> like, <laughs> because <laughs> it's just like that's why they picked the word not because it's corpsey but it's right, like right it sounds weird Cropsey. yeah but so it now knowing that there's a cropsy avenue uh i kept digging a, a, a little bit the cropsy family from the 1600s seems to have remained in the area because i found a reference to uh an artist from the 1800s named jasper francis cropsy okay uh, tight name I know even Jasper yeah it's it's bad luck all around yeah right in in Twenty twenty-three Cropsey is known as like a creep child killer. <laughs> but
0: I bet not to that many people, relatively. Probably you not. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know if there's a modern Cropsy, but Jasper is a first name. Jasper's also the other name picked for some sort of a villain, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it is usually a a villain name. Jasper and Horace from 101 Dalmatians. Sure. They're yeah. were little lackeys.
1: Jasper Cropsey is a double whammy of villain Villainy. name. Yeah. Um, but so basically just maybe maybe these are just people they're just people of course they were early dutch settlers in the region and now they are their legacy is that they are madmen hiding in the woods and it's the shorthand in that region yeah for some sort of a sick
0: abductor
1: sycophant hiding in the trees (laughs) oh my god um uh i did think that i'm gonna dwell on andre rand very briefly just because the story is interesting and because this is what most people, if they're aware of Cropsey, it is what they think of. So I do yeah, think, I think that it's true. worth at least covering it uh, to some extent. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a, I, I liked this quote that I thought was interesting. There's this guy, Jim Callahan, in mm-hmm. the documentary. He's a former editor of the Staten Island Eagle, presumably a newspaper. Yeah. And he says, Staten Islanders like to find easy scapegoats, but not the real ones. We don't want to think too deeply about what all this means for our society. Mm-hmm. He even talks about how the newspapers referred to this guy Andre Rand, who um, uh, was living in the woods mm-hmm. of Staten Island. There's this place called the Willowbrook State School. yeah, And he worked there as something of a groundskeeper or janitor. And Willowbrook had this tremendously terrible i mean the expose was important but it exposed geraldo rivera got his big break by sneaking into willowbrook and shooting footage to show how deplorable the conditions were there it was a it was a a state hospital for the physically and mentally disabled differently abled Mm -hmm. handicapped whatever you whatever term they end up using and ever one of these sources Mm -hmm. but so um this place was eventually shut down and even this fed the Cropsey kind of myths where yeah. it's like, well, now all these people are just out in the world. Yes, that's Some right. of them may have returned to this now abandoned hospital. Right. Including this Andre Rand mm-hmm. who worked there. And so uh, it's like this dirty secret. Yeah. Of like, well, we shut down that school. So now these people just have nowhere to go. Right. Those conditions were horrible.
0: Yeah, terrible.
1: But we're also not providing care for them
0: No. Now. No, you can't just kick them out. Right.
1: So people would live on the property and live in tunnels underneath the Willowbrook State School. And kids would sneak out there at dark and explore and stuff. And this Andre Rand Mm -hmm. had several camps. Yeah. Several camps in the area. It's like having multiple homes. I know. I think I'll stay here tonight.
0: Yeah. I I guess yeah yeah I mean you're not paying for them anyway so I guess you want a little location change
1: yeah so this Jim Callahan talks about how this guy Andre Rand is is picked up for the kidnapping of one kid in particular Jennifer Schweiger mm-hmm. uh, most of the victims uh, suffered from Down syndrome any number of, of you know mental disabilities mm-hmm. that seems to be like the targeted victim base and uh, so he's picked up and all the headlines report like drifter arrested and Jim Callahan, who used to be an editor for this Staten Island Eagle is like, so you see the headline drifter arrested and they post his picture and it looks like a creepy old man. Yeah. And we all know what drifter means. Mm-hmm. It means guilty. Yeah. He did it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the documentary is about like, the snap judgment of just looking at this guy yeah. who lives in the woods outside Willowbrook. He had worked there. Yeah, and just he was making a groundskeeper. An and
0: also putting a button on it. Yeah. Like if we arrest somebody, that means that nobody else has to worry anymore.
1: Yeah, thank God. We're <laughs> safe and it's done. Yeah. But he was never conclusively, many of these other bodies were never found. Mm-hmm. There's a woman in the documentary who, like, I cannot imagine this being the, the charge that you take up. It is an incredible thing that she's doing. But like in the documentary, they show that she, even as recently as the early 2000s, was just walking around with a shovel, Mm -hmm. just digging, hoping to find some of these kids. So Andre Rand is in jail for the rest of his life and for all intents and purposes. Because of this documentary or anything else, he is Cropsy now. Yeah. He is sort of like the face of this. Urban legend, right? Yeah. Like the idea of like there's somebody out in the woods with a big knife or a hook hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I'm saying what the documentary saying. You know, it's not that the 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 urban legend came true. Mm-hmm. It's that somebody was doing what the urban legend is about. Yeah, and it was this guy Andre Rand. Right. Presumably, does
0: the documentary seem to have the position that he did do this?
1: No, or, in true yeah, documentary yeah, fashion, yeah. It it even concludes with them being like, so what could it be? Did he do it or did he not do it? <laughs> yeah. You decide. And then it fades to <laughs> black, you know? It's like, wow. You really sat on that fence.
0: Yeah. Not to I don't I mean, wanna well, I don't you wanna
1: know. Yeah. I, it's the job. It's the job. But I'm just like
0: And also they might just genuinely be like, I don't know. I
1: don't know. Yeah. But it, it's an
0: interesting story <laughs> overall.
1: It's just the end, it's just the obvious ending. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. the, it's the common ending to a thing like that. Yes. It's like what you, also, now, I now it's my job like now it's my work <laughs> yeah right I have
0: to figure it out myself at home I yeah. thought you were gonna tell
1: me yeah come on help yeah. me out here please you tell me how it to feel now <laughs>
0: they did a mini series on A&E about the Long Island serial killer like a whole oh, really? bunch of years ago and it was good
1: interesting yes, yeah it's a, it's a it's a really good documentary this mm-hmm. Cropsey like it's it's all well made it's well told everything yeah,
0: yeah and they have another one that I haven't watched that's Like about, I don't know, like, I think it might be more about urban legends in general or something. Yeah. I think it came out before Cropsey.
1: Um, So I, you know, to go further back in time, briefly. Mm -hmm. So Cropsey, the documentary, all of a sudden, if anybody knows what Cropsey is, it's this guy. Right. This real life guy, this real life bad guy. Mm -hmm. And the documentary is a little bit vague about like we all heard growing up about Cropsey, And the things came true. And now let's talk about Andre Rand for an hour. I was like, well, let's, let me hear about the Cropsey stuff before Andre Rand. Yeah. What were people saying?
0: Yeah. Like what exactly was going on? Is
1: there any great, compelling, original urban legend story Mm -hmm. that I can find? And what I found, um, I knew about it, but I'd never really looked at it before. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the movie The Burning?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: It's a 1981 movie. Um, it is uh, literally. It opens. One of the first lines is this. Oh no! I think this is literally the opening line. Okay. This is uh, boys in their bunks in the middle of the night at a camp. Mm-hmm. It's Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, okay. No, I, I mean I'm telling you, it's essentially it's Friday. Ba- yeah, I know the movie Friday the Thirteenth. Right. Made at the same time. Not copycatting Friday the 13th as a weird as a s- summer camp slasher, just yeah. is another summer camp slasher that came out the following year.
0: We've seen this happen before.
1: It does. Um, the opening line of the movie is, tonight's the night. Cropsey's going to get what he deserves. Oh. It turns out that the groundskeeper of the camp uh-huh. is literally named Cropsey.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And has done something. Yeah. Don't know.
0: Something we don't like.
1: But these boys are going to get his revenge and he'll never do that ever again. Yeah. Whatever it was. Uh Uh-huh. And they sneak into this man's cabin, which isn't just a place where he sleeps. It appears to be the groundskeeper's office. Okay. With like a cot in the back. So there's all kinds of like tools and just detritus of doing groundskeeping yeah. on acres of land. Like big jars of like gasoline and kerosene right next to where he's sleeping.
0: <laughs> big jars of piss.
1: Huge jars of piss. <laughs> bigger than the jars of kerosene. Yeah. And uh, several of the boys are just hiding outside staring in through the windows while main boy uh, sneaks in with a box uh-huh. and, and puts it right next to where Cropsey is sleeping. Oh no, bugs? Oh. A takes snake? out some sort of a, a lighter or matches or something and lights something that we cannot see uh-huh. and then sneaks outside with the other boys to watch through the window. And th- then something that I love from old horror movies, just like sound and tension starts happening. They all just start tapping on the glass uh-huh. louder and louder, faster and faster, trying to wake Cropsy up. Yeah. And then one of them is going like, oh,
0: my God. Woo, uh
1: my God and like howling. It's like the phone calls from Black sounds Christmas. Disturbing. Like yeah. animal sounds and pounding and this Cropsy guy is gradually waking up and then he finally sees what the boys had put in his room. Yeah. A severed head. Severed human head. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> A dead human head with candles in the eye sockets.
0: What? How did... Did the boys kill someone for this?
1: I have no idea and Cropsy immediately... Just like swings at the head. Uh Uh-huh. Like knocks it off the shelf, knocks it onto his bed. Yeah. Which catches fire. Yeah. And then one of those big jars of kerosene tips over. Oh, my God. And he goes up in flames. Oh, my God. That's literally like three minutes of this guy on fire, running around, runs outside, falls down a cliff. They want to get their money's worth with this stunt guy. Right away. Special effects done by Tom Savini. Uh Uh-huh. So he did Friday the 13th and then just came over and did Cropsey. Yeah. The Burning is what the movie is called. And uh, from there, the rest of the movie is like five years later. Cropsey is released and he essentially goes to a camp and yeah, exacts bloody revenge on everybody. Yes. Notable for very little additional reason except for a few key things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, early Jason Alexander role.
0: <gasps> yes. <laughs> to What's the he point up to? that
1: you've got to see it okay big salutations me lads energy <laughs> he is he is smarmy and silly he's like the cool funny guy uh-huh and he is he one
0: of the campers yeah uh-huh yeah
1: i or he, he's got to be a counselor or something i guess <laughs> it's uh yeah it's 1981 so okay. seinfeld starts yeah 1988 or 89 something like that he's got hair okay uh. yeah but it's it's something <laughs> And Great. This, I'm interested. The Burning is the first movie made by Harvey and Bob Weinstein. Huh. This is a Miramax film. Yeah. And so, weirdly, as I was looking at this movie Cropsy, not that the movie's called Cropsey, but the film version Cropsey. Right. I'm like, this is like the documentary. Why is this urban legend always instantly connected to disgusting perpetrators yeah. who make you want to just like crawl into Die. a hole. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like Cropsy is well, a magnet sounds, for creeps.
0: It sounds like that's what the I don't know, like that's what it was. You know what I yeah. mean? Like if, if it started with the Boy Scouts or whatever, true. and like that's that's what it was. People are just putting their own spin on it and an interpretation.
1: It's true. But but the, the other the other the last really notable thing worth saying. Is that because it's Harvey Weinstein? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of information about where this came from. Yeah. And Harvey Weinstein, uh, uh, I checked at some point. I, I was curious on, on Wikipedia, it describes that the idea for the burning came because he had essentially, he was like a music producer or something. Okay. And he was like, um, wow, look at uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What is this? People are really Whoa, liking that Halloween? What is that? We could do that, yeah, which is exactly the same as the producers of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what he then did was say, Hey, when I was a kid, I heard all of these legends about a guy named Cropsey. Oh, let's tell that story. Hmm. So that is how at least I can confirm, yeah. that Cropsy must extend back to the 1950s or 60s, yeah, at least.
0: Yeah, true. If, if he was hearing stories when he was a kid, so this, can
1: kind of carbon it. It's it. Like, it's like reverse engineering. All I'm telling you is like reverse engineering Cropsey from a confirmed child kidnapper killer who's in jail right now. Right. All the way back to, yeah, it really was an urban legend disconnected from all this. Yeah. But perfectly regional. Yeah. Like perfectly regional. It's only a New York thing. Right No one knows about Cropsey outside of like upstate or New York itself. Uh-huh. This Hudson River region is all where those Dutch settlers, the yeah. Cropsies.
0: Yeah, right. Founded. These poor people with their name besmirched. It's a
1: shame, isn't it? Yeah. And that became Brooklyn. And then an artist descendant moved into Staten Island. The Cropsy story hits Staten Island yeah. and we're off to the races. It spreads like wildfire. It, it's it's very weird. Yeah. It's a weird story. Interesting. But so Cropsey is an urban legend. It is a a yeah. fake made up story.
0: Right. And then it just happened to intersect with the disappearance yes. of children.
1: Yes. And, and be, they
0: attributed it to this guy.
1: And be used by a disgusting idiot to make one of his first movies yes like this this Cropsey legend the Cropsey family got corrupted into an urban legend about a madman in the woods yeah who will attack you if you stray off the beaten path don't go by the lake mm-hmm. and then even that fun urban legend got corrupted into only sickos are associated <laughs> with this thing so there you go that's the that's Wild. the story of Cropsey
0: well thank you William I did not know all that clearly
1: you're very, you know what you're welcome well, wow, okay. Anyway. There's another movie that came out that I didn't get to take a look at called Madman mm-hmm. that came out, I think, the year after The Burning, which was originally supposed to just be called Cropsy. Oh. So there are two Cropsy slasher movies in yeah. the early 80s. Interesting. Yeah. Which huh. I think are interesting. And, and, you know, you know how things are. Like, I don't know if I really think the burning is worth looking at because yeah. of all of the connection stuff. Although I don't know if Harvey Weinstein's benefiting from anything anymore. I don't know. But uh, you know, you don't necessarily want to engage in something that's gonna like benefit some creepoid.
0: Yeah, line this guy's coffers. Yeah.
1: But I am I am curious about all this Cropsy stuff. Just cause there's like I don't know. I like the I like yeah. the history of urban legends and I like yeah. the I like the ongoing evolution of a story. Yeah, yeah. But this particular urban legend ends in in real grisly Mm -hmm. gross stuff it's like it's like as if the you know what's what's one of the fun urban legends that we've looked at it's like if bloody mary all of a sudden became about like (laughs) yeah there's like a literal bloody mary that we call bloody mary and she's behind bars for doing something that right some repulsive something that's
0: somehow adjacent like she killed somebody in a bathroom
1: yeah exactly and you're like well i guess we can't we can't have we it's can't... not
0: really fun to do bloody mary in the bathroom yeah. anymore
1: so again it's not as if i had Cropsy the urban legend and now it's been corrupted no i know but, but like it's like
0: theoretically I, it's that yeah.
1: yeah i just see an urban legend which could have just been a fun little story and it's turned into some
0: although the very urban legend itself is not a fun little story
1: yeah, it's not really so, a story. Yeah, it's just kind of like there's a guy in the woods. But it is a
0: fictional thing yeah. that has not been conflated with something that
1: is actual exactly. and factual. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there you go, Cropsey, everybody. Sweet, Will. Cropsey.
0: Cropsey. All right, so I will be talking about some more Staten Island stuff. But before we do that, we just need to make sure that you know about patreon.com slash gttupod. This is where you can go if you'd like to support the show monetarily, which we appreciate In a huge, huge way. Thank you so much to everybody who's a patron right now. And in exchange, we have a bunch of different tiers with different benefits that you might enjoy. We actually have a whole second podcast that comes out every single week called the netherworld dispatch it comes out every monday and if you're part of our demon tier then you get every monday's episode and the other tiers get them at other interval intervals and you can just figure out what works for you and at any level on the discord even the one dollar level which just patreon thank you gets you access to the discord there it is um, which is a really, really fun chat room with really awesome people talking every single day, yeah. both about, you know, scary stuff and also just life stuff. And it's really, really nice.
1: Yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yep. So uh, go check it out. We've got uh, last week I did not plug a, a TND, mm-hmm. Netherworld Dispatch episode. So yeah. we've got a couple episodes I want to tell you about briefly. One is uh, an episode that I loved called. Okay, psychic, weird cop. (laughs) We watched an episode of *Urban uh, Unsolved Mysteries about a cop who consulted psychics to help solve a case. Mm -hmm. And it's incredibly questionable whether or not he found anything of use. Yes. But it was very fun and spooky. Definitely. There's a lady who's whispering to her husband saying, I'm the victim. Find the police and tell them that this guy did it. And you're like, ooh, is this... (laughs) Are you like
0: yeah, it's supposed to be that she's like channeling the victims the victim. and giving the information about the killers, and it's all
1: quite dubious. And then he does not go to the police. So, uh, like, one later night that week, <laughs> she just falls into a trance and he goes, Why didn't you go to the police? <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I think so I have a conversation funny. about it. And then, our most recent episode of The Netherworld Dispatch, we called Rise of the Ghostbusters. Yes. We took a look at the trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie, Frozen Empire, as well as Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, which is a new ish video game and there's mm-hmm. a vr game just all the the latest ghostbusters news that's uh all the news that's fit to print
0: yeah we didn't play the video games we clicked through a youtube video that was all the cutscenes from them so it's yep. basically all the story elements so we basically summarized the plot that's right and yeah it was cool
1: it was cool and uh it's interesting to see the different tactics people are taking with how do you mesh horror yeah. and comedy
0: yeah, it sure is interesting.
1: The comedy takes a hit. Yeah, <laughs> in the video
0: game, it's pretty tough.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, actually, that's on sale right now on the Steam Deck. Oh, nice. I know. I'm, I'm, eh. I, I know. I don't think it's I in, want it, but yeah. I, I'm just curious. I don't yeah. know. Uh, and I've got a nice review here for us from hey. Annalene Mitchell who says, my favorite podcast. I've dealt with some health issues over the last few years, and Guide to the Unknown has been a tremendous comfort to me when things get rough. Will and Kristen's sibling relationship reminds me of myself and my brothers, and listening to this podcast has even inspired me to start working on some creative projects with my siblings. I can't thank you guys enough for making this show. It truly has helped me through so much.
0: Aw, oh, that's so so nice. Thank five you so stars. much. Annaline?
1: Yes, Anna... Oh, maybe Anna Eileen Mitchell. You know, if okay. I, Apple sort of mashes all the... Yep. Yeah. Anna well, Eileen Mitchell. Thank you. Five thank stars. Thank you so
0: much. That's so, so nice. And I really hope that things start to turn around health-wise, mm-hmm. or at least they are manageable. And also, I hope you have fun with your siblings, because yes. it's awesome.
1: have a blast. That, yeah. it's, it's very fun to do. Yes, it um, totally is. And uh, two teeny tiny last bits of business. I want to shout out if anybody's doing... Uh, Thanksgiving. Hope mm-hmm. you had a nice one. Hope it was nice and pleasant. Happy you got a nice good weekend in front of you. Yeah. Uh, Black Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, get out there, get those deals. Don't trample. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no trampling
1: anti-trample stance
0: yes oh firm
1: anti-trample stance
0: that's something that we've always been clear about
1: yes and I also I just want to shout out that last week we released an old episode we had done with our mom yes years ago
0: I was out last week because my voice I feel like it still sounds a little funny honestly but my voice was gone yeah, I, I couldn't gone, do gone. the podcast literally
1: <laughs> yeah so we released an old episode I mean you've seen it on the feed mm-hmm. but I just want to thank you all for the for yeah. all the kind words it was very sweet um our mom i know uh appreciated it and it was super yeah. fun so that's it i just want to say thank you
0: yeah absolutely thank you so much i'm so glad that everybody enjoyed
1: it yeah all right well oh and good luck to scream oh <laughs> i forgot about that yeah good luck scream
0: yeah good luck scream Yikes. <laughs> uh, give that a goog <laughs> yeah. if uh, you're curious just google scream 7 and you'll see <laughs> you'll,
1: you'll see it all <laughs>
0: Alright, well, I want to tell you about the Saint Augustine Monastery, which is often just known or actually it's it's torn down now, so it's kind of a moot point. But I guess a lot of people just called it the monastery in Staten Island or the area that it was in. Saint
1: Augustine's monastery? Yes. They should have called it Auggies Mani.
0: Ooh, Augie's Mani rolls is good. off the
1: tongue and it's cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that. We should William, we should open a monastery.
1: I'm gonna buy the URL
0: augie's money (laughs) okay so this place was first opened as a boys school in the 60s the 1960s it's actually not that that old Hmm. um and then it was later used as a monastery until closing in the 90s and it was demolished in 2005 but before that it was conveniently located across from wagner college and at one point they talked about renovating it and using it for student housing which is spooky and fun yeah and um college kids dared each other to go in there all the time or we're like always messing around it, it seems
1: like there's a lot of that going on on staten island because all this willowbrook stuff too those abandoned right. buildings are still there so it's a lot of like yeah kids come out here yeah it's like what's staten island sounds like some sort of like uh i don't know it sounds like stranger things <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> yeah. like what are you doing out there like flashlights riding bikes in, yeah right in the right, woods. right. Yeah. right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is that maybe just the case for everywhere? But we were looking to Staten Island, so it's... Top of mind, but I don't
1: There's know. There's a lot it's of abandoned like, stuff.
0: There definitely is a lot of abandoned <laughs> stuff. I was about to say, it's we, I'm thinking, or yeah, thinking out loud. We do these state things all the time. It's not like we're constantly coming across abandoned places that yeah. are graffitied. So it does at least seem like there are a little bit more out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it seems like the stories around the place mainly come from it being just this sprawling abandoned building and people going into it and getting creeped out, understandably. And it's also an unusual structure. So I, at first, when I was reading about this next part that I'm going to tell you, was like, oh, this must just be trumped up, just not urban legend, but just story stuff, people freaking each other out. But then, and I will read them to you, there are firsthand accounts from people that seem to back it up. Uh, So here's what it is. Apparently, from the outside, it just looks normal. It looks like a building with three levels, like just, I don't know, any place. But apparently it goes a ton of levels deep into the ground some people say 20 or 30 which levels? I levels yeah which i can't imagine i can't wrap a my a 20 head story
1: around. tall building is very tall
0: it's really tall like can you even go into the ground that far for a st- well no but i mean like can you build a building safely like that far
1: into the ground i don't see why not
0: I guess you're right. I don't know. It just seems so yeah, unheard we don't, of. We
1: don't build down much.
0: No. With no.
1: everything at a premium, mm-hmm. you know, like there are always plans here in this town Yeah. where it's like, we're going to build more housing on I top know. of all the stores. I know. Burrow into the ground.
0: <laughs> why not? I don't see any reason why not. I see no problem. I know, you should I
1: still it's... have windows and the windows are just, there's just dirt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's like the dollhouse in Pretty Little Liars. Where there are windows, but then it's just a wall, okay? Yeah, okay. So, um, so yeah, it's like far into the ground, <laughs> which does sound pretty scary. Sounds pretty scary, but also, as I'm again thinking out loud, there are like doomsday preppers who you know build underground. No have... way is it
1: 20 stories?
0: I know, That's I can't imagine. So, at first, I was like, absolutely no way, yeah, but there's somebody. And like I said, I'll, I'll read it in a minute, but I just want to give you context before I read it. Somebody said they went down 10 stories and then they opened a door and it was a ton of stairs down further and they were like, eh, no. And they went back up. So I was surprised to even hear again, who knows, but I don't see a reason to really lie about it. It was somebody who wrote into weird New York or whatever. Um, I was surprised to hear 10 stories down confirmed. So maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I think how unusual the place is has to add to it and the creepiness of, like, the subterranean.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, so, from this, a couple of unsubstantiated urban legends sprung up. There's there's no proof that these things happened. I would say that, to the contrary, the, the lack of evidence seems to point that they definitely didn't happen. So, some people say that there was a fire back when it was a schoolhouse and a number of the students died trapped in the lower levels. But there's no fire damage uh, to the building, or there wasn't. And there's no record of this happening. Um, And so I'm kind of surprised, in a way, not that it's the biggest deal and that everybody's always looking for proof of their urban legends, but because this school was built in the 60s, which isn't all that long ago, there would certainly be records of it. I feel like there are urban legends... They're allowed to live a little bit more and have a little bit more room for possibility because it's something that happened in the 1850s and so you're like, well, we wouldn't necessarily know this yeah or, is a or just happened
1: in a very isolated place like yeah. you know like it's like there's not there's not documentation to be found about you know somebody with a hook hand on lover's lane right right it's probably so minor it'd be hard to find that original police you know documentation or or whatever yeah. something so enormous here that yeah. to me it's the enormity of the size it feels like some documentation would have to survive
0: yeah definitely and it's not like the document like the documentation would be housed elsewhere yeah. you know what i mean right. like there's just no proof that that happens so
1: yeah
0: um i'm surprised that maybe that spreads as much but again it probably spreads among kids who like yeah. who gives a crap mm-hmm. um the other big one is that when it was a seminary or a monastery. Um, that a monk went mad and over time. So also I saw different accounts of this. I saw some places, just not reference it at all, but it seemed to imply that the monks who lived in the monastery lived in the upper levels. Like, why would you not? Okay. Just the normal part of the school. Closer to God. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And you know what? They shave their heads, which means their hair is not high. The higher the hair, the closer to God. Of course. And so they especially need to get up there because they don't have their hair doing any of the work.
1: You're absolutely right.
0: So, um, so yeah, I, there were a couple of places that said that the monks lived in the lower levels. Okay. I don't really know why that would be. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't be. Perhaps I'm down with a, a with a,
1: with a monk gone nuts kind of story though. I know. I, it sounds familiar. I couldn't pinpoint why. Is there a mad monks monk of wild. Pontefract or something?
0: The black monk of Pontefract. The
1: black monk of Pontefract. Yes. We I don't remember what that. he did,
0: but I would imagine that he'd be quite mad. It's probably bad. Cause what else? Like, why are we talking about him?
1: The nutty monk. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um so yeah that a monk went crazy and over time dragged other members of his monastery down to the lower levels even lower than they were if they were living in those where he tortured and killed them oh so either way these two stories are telling uh, a tale of anguish and potentially tortured souls that have stuck around the building Mm -hmm. Um, it was also said that before it was demolished that Satanists used it as a meeting place
1: for their dark rituals. There's a lot of Satanism talk in Cropsey the documentary I know. as well.
0: I know. I think that a lot of it stems from here and maybe also in Cropsey. Um Graffiti. Am I remembering that right from Cropsey?
1: Uh I don't remember them talking about graffiti so much. I remember there literally being like a cult. It uh-huh. was like a literal. It was the was the, the Son of Sam killer? Was he associated with some sort of a culty thing?
0: I think he practiced satanism,
1: okay uh, some, I think I, some some yeah. association there, but it like that's that sort of like satanic panic holdover thing right. that uh, you know I, I part of me just dismisses it, yeah, you know? same. yeah
0: um who I mean you know who the hell knows obviously Not me. Not like. Me. It doesn't seem like a bad place to be holding satanic meetings, like evil satanic meetings or whatever. Yeah. Seems like a pretty sweet spot. So maybe. Okay. However, a lot of people have also said that they saw like satanic graffiti. So be like a pentagram or yeah, whatever, yeah, like yeah, 666. Yeah. And um, it could very well just be kids from Wagner College or from anywhere doing it because people, th- I think people, I do associate abandoned places a little bit with like, ooh, I wonder if they're satanists here doing yeah. stuff. Mm. Yeah. Um, So who the hell knows? Um, So as a result of all this, all these stories, people would get super spooked out when they went in there and they would experience classic ghosty stuff. So drops in temperature, hearing disembodied voices, hearing like moaning echoes and footsteps and especially in those lower levels. So here are a couple of accounts from the Weird U.S. website This one, and I'm just reading the verbatim, Uh, I think I trimmed off a little bit at the beginning or something. This one is from Dale N. As soon as you see the place, you can tell it was the home of some kind of religious group. There have been rumors of Satan worshippers meeting in the monastery, but they are not the only ones that have been there. For years, kids have been going up to the monastery near Wagner College, throwing up graffiti and partying, but not too many have been to the sub-levels. A short walk around the building will reveal an out of commission fountain, which seems to be in the shape of a cross, but is now chipped and the home of dozens of weeds for years. Naturally, an abandoned building in Staten Island has tons of graffiti on the higher levels, but as you travel lower and lower under the surface, signs of life become less and less evident. The underground hallways are a maze that travels God only knows how low beneath the surface. On one trip investigating a flooded seventh level below the surface, we found a giant stone in the middle of a room where the ceiling was not at all caved in and neither were the walls. Hmm. In the same room, we found candles and something that made the hairs on those stand, on the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Marks on one of the ancient wooden doors as if it were locked from the outside and someone had tried to claw their way out of the room. What happened in the ancient abandoned monastery? I've heard many stories, but I only know one thing for sure. If you make your way to the last underground chamber, all your questions will be answered.
1: What? What? Well, say, t- tell me what that was.
0: What does that mean, Dale?
1: What do you mean, Dale? We won't know. Dale.
0: Now, this next one is from Ted Bergeron. What does he say? Son of Tom.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you son brought of up Sam. Son of Sam. Son of
0: Tom. I bring you Son of Tom.
1: What's his name? Ted bergeron. <laughs> ted bergeron
0: if anybody doesn't know who tom bergeron is he took over hosting yeah right
1: who doesn't know
0: <laughs> he took over hosting america's funniest home videos from bob saget right yeah yeah okay and also i think he hosted dancing with the stars for a while
1: yeah um tom bergeron <laughs> son of tom
0: son of tom okay so he my was-
1: father tom bergeron
0: <laughs> would not be very happy to hear about this <laughs> okay from ted bergeron i was a postulant at a Ag- augustinian academy from fall of 1964 through spring 1965 so does
1: that mean there yeah it i think sounds so yeah
0: yes okay i'm sorry the next sentence i, was, I forgot what i research already this is the same building you know as the staten island monastery i have the yearbook and of course recognize the monastery right off in 1966 the postulants were the postulants were moved to Melvern prep in pennsylvania and the school was shut down it was indeed a strange place i felt i was being taken over by evil spirits before i ever heard the word possession what i was 15 years old at the time and i kept requesting from the father prior that i leave but he would not notify my family in those days, incoming and outgoing mail was censored and there was little means to send a message home that was not intercepted. Oh my God. Many fathers and brothers laughed at my strange behavior as I was well into a mental breakdown, which to this day I have not completely recovered from. So...
1: Okay, first hand, right. yeah. I, uh,
0: Yeah, this uh, this guy experienced something negative while yeah. there and I don't know, I, I guess it's still maybe kind of like... <laughs> Maybe he was Googling it. Maybe he's just like a fan of weird US slash weird New York and stumbled upon it because he said sure. he recognized the picture. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it was worth including.
1: Uh, definitely worth including. It's difficult to comment yeah, of uh, course. or speculate on of course. a story like that. Yes. All I can say is that when we've looked at other locations, they haven't all instantly gotten into the notion of secret societies, tunnels under the ground. Uh, graffiti, Satanism. Yeah. It, it, like Everything we're talking about paints a very grim picture of Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of overlap between... There's a lot of overlap. Every, a lot of the things you're saying, some of them are just things that didn't bring up in Cropsey, But Yeah, like, I know. I, I, I remember
0: too. them from the, the documentary. There are yeah. tunnels
1: under the Willowbrook yes. State, uh, State School, which like all connect to each other, and it said that other people were down there, and mm-hmm. they found things down there, and yeah. were they doing rituals, and... Right. Very strange, Kristen. Very strange. Well, Maybe it's a good thing we didn't make that trip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I've driven through Staten Island to like sure. get
1: to Long Island and stuff. That's where I got the. That's where I managed to find the Nintendo Wii when it first came okay, out. Okay, William.
0: <laughs> that is where I got my first iPad when that
1: came yeah, That's where I got my first iPad. Oh, oh at wow. Target
0: up top at Target in Staten yes. Island. Yes.
1: Yes. Target Staten Island for some when reason. One of us must have
0: given the other a tip. I'm sure. I'm
1: sure. But uh, but for, I remember being yeah. like,
0: "Oh, Staten Island, that's too far a to drive." And then I like put it into I don't know map,
1: map quest. quest. Yeah. And I was
0: like, "Oh, it's like 25 minutes. That's not bad." It's
1: very strange how <laughs> close it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so funny. Um. So yeah, I can't say I spent a lot of time there, and I can't tell you that I'm going to paint any better of a picture with my next thing. It plays into what I would say is almost a. A Staten Island stereotype, which is the mob.:
1: All we can do is report the news. I
0: know, I'm very sorry, Staten Island.
1: Staten Island has a number of, of reputations, and the mob is a big, 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 big. One of them. Yeah uh, the dump yes, is a big of course. big, big big.: which one. we
0: certainly share with Staten Island, uh, like New the Jersey idea has that like stinks. stinks. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but like in the Cropsey documentary, there are people that go like it's Staten Island. People dump their garbage and they dump their people. That's yeah. like the, that's like the reputation of people in Staten Island being like, "This is who we are." <laughs> it's like, "Oh boy, that, stuck. that sucks."
0: I know they definitely make a lot of garbage jokes at Angelina about Staten Island. <laughs> really? Yes. Like,
1: they just have and the... she
0: came in William with garbage bags.
1: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. Please it's just, remember. They just got to take it. I know. Uh, it seems like they, I'm not saying they have to. I'm saying it just no, seems no, like they have no choice but to. I know. Yeah. Tough
0: stuff. Yeah. All right, so. Let's talk about Kreischer Mansion. So this topped the list of a lot of most haunted places, uh, like sites that I found. And uh, first of all, it looks very spooky. This place is still standing. It's a Victorian mansion built in the 1800s. It has like, you know, sweet pointy roofs. Yeah, uh It looks It looks scary. Yeah. Balthazar Kreischer. Oh, God. Was a wealthy, successful brickman. With a brick business, and during a time where he was making money hand over fist with these bricks, I don't know what he put into these bricks. They must have been
1: fabulous. You can't make you can't make a goddamn dime on anything today.
0: <laughs> I know, it's He's totally a wealthy true.
1: Wealthy brick man. <laughs> I know.
0: Uh, so he had two mansions built side by side for his sons, and only one is there today because the other one burnt down in the Great Depression. Oh. Uh, After they were built, Balthazar died, and not long after that, the brick factory burnt down. Oh, no. Fires aplenty. The sons couldn't afford to rebuild the brick factory, and they lost all their money. They were financially ruined, which led to the older son, Edward Kreischer, uh, taking his life in the house that still stands today Hmm. by shooting himself inside. Oh, God. (laughs) So soon after, probably pretty unsurprisingly, it became the target of a ton of local ghost stories and superstitions. Because um, like I said, it's creepy anywhere. There's a tragic story around it. Yeah. And so people would go check it out. Like, it wasn't abandoned Um or anything like residents and businesses would come and go there. But there was also a lot of time where it nobody was in there. Like yeah. when I say it wasn't abandoned, I mean, it didn't fall into like disrepair, like it's beyond hope or whatever, but there would be times when it was empty. So people would go poke around and people said the usual stuff. They claimed to hear voices that shouldn't be there. They saw strange lights and they even saw figures moving around the grounds, which they thought were maybe Edward and his wife, hmm. who I guess had obviously since passed when people saw this. Okay, then in 2005, a crime occurred there that further solidified its dark reputation. The mansion was unoccupied at the time, it was between owners or whatever, but it had a caretaker named Joseph Joe Black Young. Quite a nickname.
1: Might meet Joe Black?
0: Yeah. Uh huh. But you're not going to want to meet this Joe Black.
1: I wouldn't want to meet the other one either.
0: Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay, um, especially because he's a scary monkey. <laughs>
1: yeah oh that's a great one <laughs> our our dad oh this is this is a what a weird i mean it was weird in the, the, the at the time too yeah our dad uh was watching meet uh, joe Me, black meet joe black the the brad pitt claire forlani anthony hopkins <laughs> romantic drama movie i guess where brad pitt dies and then literally the grim reaper death yeah uh
0: Brings him back or something. Occupies
1: his body. Okay. And like travels to Earth to learn what love is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) was like very very weird. Yeah. And our dad uh, watched it and was bored and was like, "The hell is this? When's the monkey show up?"
0: Yeah, I feel like one of us wandered into the room or something in St. Louis, and I think he said to one of us or both of us, "I'm waiting for the monkey to show up." And we were like, "What?" He
1: thought he had rented Mighty Joe Young. (laughs) Which is a silly movie in which a goofball chimp runs amok. (laughs) Big chimp's day out. Basically, funny you should say that, William.
0: Recently the movie Baby's Day Out came up, and I was thinking that we should show that to Zoe and see if she likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica St. Clair was on bitch sesh and uh, she mentioned Baby's Day Out.
1: No, I don't think I can bring myself to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What happens in Baby's Day Out? I haven't thought. I'm,
1: I'm not kidding. I do, I think the mob is after that baby. Really? I think so. I think he's got like a diamond in his diaper or something like that, and the <laughs> mob has to get him i'm serious i think that that might be partly what it's about i feel
0: like he's just like all over a city or something Mm. like i feel like i can picture a baby like crawling on one of those beams that's like scaffolding the sky yeah you know that you know that
1: famous picture of those guys eating lunch up at like the top of the sears (laughs) tower or something it's like that It's like baby's day out is the baby on some construction equipment like it's the end of you know spider-man no way home (laughs)
0: I would like to watch the trailer for that. I think it would get really old over a whole movie, but yes. I bet I would laugh yeah. at the trailer. Okay, so this Joseph Joe Black Young was no ordinary caretaker. In 2008, a mafia snitch turned on Young, who, by the way, had a MySpace profile at the time that listed his occupation as death.
1: Shut up. What a loser. That's lame. And also not smart it's lame. if you actually are like a mafia murderer. Yeah, but it's hiding in plain sight. If you say that you're deaf, people are just going to assume you're a nerd. I know, but I don't know. I think you should hedge your bets a little probably. bit and not put death
0: as your probably occupation. probably be a little
1: more careful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this snitch told prosecutors that Young had killed Robert McAlvey at the Kreischer Mansion in 2005. Under the orders of Michael Sonny Maggio and Gino Galestro. Oh
1: god. And
0: it was a gnarly death. Uh, Young stabbed McAlvey, then drowned him in what I saw described as an ornate pool, because I guess it was a fancy place at one point, before dismembering his body and burning it in the furnace in the basement.
1: Good God.
0: So it's also just such a It's so central to that house.
1: It's uh, Yeah, it's like they used every...
0: Yeah, like every surface of the house to kill this guy. So it's obviously like completely tied Uh to what people think of this house as. However, we as a people have short memories for this kind of thing and just kind of want to get on with it and have some fun. And now the mansion largely operates off the notoriety of kind of the murder... And just the tragic past of that guy. Hold on. What
1: year was the murder, though? 2005. 2005? And they're... Yeah. So that's like the Lizzie Borden house being an Airbnb, as if the Lizzie Borden house happened in in 2005.
0: Right. Right. So...
1: That's crazy.
0: I think so, too. I don't know a ton, ton about it. Like, I did poke around a little bit, but... So they hold events there now. So they'll have, like, normal events during the year. Like, you can rent it, because it is also, like... A historical home that's nice looking or whatever but it seems like in the fall they go really hard and have a halloween extravaganza there so there are haunted hay rides inside and a traditional what like scary like an actual haunted house fictional haunted house inside and i saw flyers for events that called it slaughterhouse nyc oh
1: my and God.
0: or use the phrase dead by dawn to describe the haunt
1: now, this victim, presumably, since it was so recent, could still have living family. Exactly, exactly. What I thought of.
0: Yeah. How horrible is that? That's so gross. What?
1: I don't know. I'm just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> aghast.
1: aghast. I, 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 I am kind of aghast. And it's it,
0: terrible. It's
1: terrible. That yeah, is terrible. I know. I, I even thought the mob stuff you were going to talk about is like Staten Island's like early, early, early reputation. What is like? It was all wilderness. Oh, yeah. Like it was all all trees. It's it's an island. Mm -hmm. And so part of the rumor was that the mob in the city, in New York City, Manhattan.
0: They used it as a dumping ground.
1: As a body dump. Right. For like, you know, you put some uh, cement shoes on someone and send them to sleep with the fishes. (laughs) It's so funny that sleep with the fishes had been some sort of a euphemism that perhaps people couldn't see through. Yes, he's but, just sleeping no, I, with the fishes. What does that mean? That's not
0: possible. So what you mean he's, mean he's dead down
1: there? Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> why are you speaking why that way? Why are you way?
0: talking like that? You're so weird.
1: You, you still confessed. Right. By saying that. Yeah, it's done already. So why are you speaking so metaphorically and poetically?
0: It seems like the mob liked to have a way with words.
1: I'm Jimmy the Nut.
0: Yeah, there's always a fun nickname. I don't know, yeah. I already know the answer to this, but have you ever seen Mob Wives? The no. 20? Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right.
1: What's wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> you know who I am.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. It was great,
1: though. Until you force me to see it, I have not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got to win one of these goddamn competitions to make it happen. All right, Sister Wives, number one. It's not happening. Jersey Shore, number two. And Mob Wives, number three. You have to meet Dorita Devanzo.
1: The best chance that you've got at beating me I know. is if the winner is decided by a vote.
0: Yeah, you're that's right. the
1: best chance you've got.
0: I know, and Will's not even just being cocky; he's just he always wins everything. He's like very competitive. I'm not. I'm not going to hold. And really back. good at get, Yeah, exactly. He's and he's good at stuff.
1: Well, no, it's not. I appreciate you saying all it's of true. that. It's true. But also you couldn't stop yourself from you've you're you haven't blinked longer just there than <laughs> when know. we were doing a competition. I got
0: really in my head about you, it. Yeah, I couldn't do it.
1: You you uh
0: I, I just couldn't.
1: You cave under pressure. So yeah, I do. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's really what it is. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not beefing myself up. I'm saying <laughs> you, It's both. You, you are very <laughs>
0: good at things. You William video games. Any competition, as if that is some crush. sort oh
1: you say that as if that is some sort of <laughs> positive attribute. He is. is so good at video games. I think it is. Wowie, it's
0: impre- you're good at them. Mm. So it's that, and also that I buckle under pressure. You buckle,
1: yeah. yeah. You buckle. I buckle. You buckle like a belt. <laughs> um, this all I buckle like fat removal. Do you know f- about that buckle no. fat removal. Oh, buckle. Oh. I thought that was how it's pronounced.
0: I did too, and then I C- heard somebody C- say, it and they said buckle. So I thought that's what it was. People say buckle a lot.
1: I believe it to be buccal. I thought it was, but if people too. are saying buckle, now it's buckle. I don't know. But um, uh, crazy. Sometimes when we cover a place, mm-hmm. I feel like the conclusion is like, well, that was fascinating, and we covered this place the way we have covered many others, and we all see that. <laughs> We've all, given it its due, all of these places are alike what in an that we interesting all and have...
0: rich culture. This place has. <laughs> Staten
1: Island. I know. I'm sorry it's not our fault i
0: know you're right it's not i'm sure there's tons of lovely stuff it's not our fault no it's not these are the stories we're reporting on the news
1: we're reporters right now it's true (laughs) um but i do obviously want to once again shout out lauren who on instagram suggested this topic i do have two other topics that are not going to make the cut in this episode but Mm -hmm. i will be saving them beautiful probably for the end of the year maybe we'll we'll do another sort of like Mm-hmm. Uh, a roundup of things we couldn't get to on the show, and maybe yeah. those stories will paint a prettier picture.
0: Absolutely. Well, y- you say maybe you you research them. Do they?
1: I got so swept up in Cropsy, yeah, I don't even remember. remember. I've got yeah, so much on all these other places, but my life has been Cropsy central and Thanksgiving central. Yeah. Turkey and Cropsy. Thank
0: Cropsey. you for that. I will be benefiting from your work on Thanksgiving.
1: As as will I from yours. Well, we'll see. Why did you did you already screw up?
0: No, no, no I didn't. I didn't. But. <laughs> I screwed up the green bean casserole last year.
1: No one remembers (laughs) but Kristen, but she's been really beating herself up about it. No, I
0: really haven't been. This week is my redemption.
1: Kristen told me in gruesome detail what had gone (laughs) wrong with the green beans 365 days ago.
0: It was because I got cocky. I read the recipe and everything, but I was like, oh, I know what happens here. You mix the soup with the green beans or whatever, and you top it with the onions, and then you put it in the oven. No. You do that mixture, you put the green beans in the oven for a while, then you top with the onions, and then it goes back in. So, because I did it all at once, in order to get the onions on the top crispy, I had to bake it for much longer than you're supposed to, which made all of the liquid of the soup evaporate onto the green beans, leaving just these sticky little parts of, like, dehydrated mushroom soup left. It was like a speckled green bean casserole. It was weird.
1: Dehydrated soup is an oxymoron. (laughs) There is no soup. It's gone. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, So we'll see. I'll grade how you do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, this year I got it.
1: But thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. We yes. hope that, uh, I mean, you know, if you're listening to us record live, as mm-hmm. many people do, yeah. we hope you have a great, great Thanksgiving, if that's yes. the kind of thing. If you're listening to this on Friday or in the future, we hope you had a nice Thanksgiving and a great weekend and mm-hmm. a great life and a great day. All of it. We appreciate you.
0: Yeah, we do. All right. Well, we will see you soon. As I said before, you can go to patreon.com slash Pod If you want a ton of stuff to listen to on all your long family drives for holidays, yeah to escape to and listen to a little bit in the bathroom, whatever you got.
1: We also hear that a lot of people listen with their families. Yes. Introduce grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does she know about Cropsy? <laughs> Let's do find the kids, out. Do the kids know about Cropsey? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them before bed. Yeah, let them know. Yeah. Patreon.com slash GTTU pod at GTTU pod. Chrissy is at Jill and Kristen. I'm at The Myth Traveler. We'll see you next time. But until that time comes... We must travel.
0: Back to the netherworld, go (laughs) we.
1: Back to the netherworld. A little uh, Nick (laughs) Cagey. Yeah. A little Nick Cagey in there.
0: I'm really into German Impressionism.
1: Yeah. Oh, that explains it.
0: Yeah.